Kane knew he had been lucky to survive, and had also taken up gambling while flying planes, and started enjoying the idea of riding his luck. After the war, Kay visited Las Vegas for the first time. He spent a good time gambling there, and in 1947, he purchased a small air charter service called Trans International Airlines that catered to people flying from Los Angeles to Las Vegas to try their luck with gambling. Business went well, and Kay had lots of private clients who would pay good money. Mobster Bugsy Siegel and actor John Wayne amongst them. The aviation business was booming, and so Kay started an aviation school and also began trading in junk planes, buying and selling. And together with his private airline, he soon became a quite wealthy man. But just as his love for gambling, he loved to risk it all and get huge loans from banks to buy planes up to $5 million worth to restore them and sell them on or use them for his own airline. It was a risky business and Kay enjoyed every minute of it, soon amassing his first million dollars. Who would have thought that this boy from the streets of LA selling newspapers for five cents would ever become a millionaire? The most he had dreamt of as a kid had been $50,000. But that is where it all actually started. So while Kay started to earn real money, he was looking into ways to make even more money. And seeing how Las Vegas was developing, he wanted in and have a part of the cake. And so he bought 80 acres of land just off the strip. Soon he is approached by serious businessmen, who offer to lease his land to build a huge casino on it. Kay makes a whopping $4 million of the deal, and the casino is named Caesar's Palace. But from the beginning, inflicting reports get published in the press. Apparently, the businessmen who built the casino on Kay's land borrowed money from the union leader Jimmy Hoffer and the Vito Genovese crime family in New York, who then introduced known mafia enforcer Jimmy Zarovitz as the casino's credit manager. Kay didn't want this kind of trouble involving with his business, and so he changed his plans and came up with a new idea. He sold the land upon Caesar Palace was built on for $5 million and had bigger dreams now. Instead of leasing out his lands to others, he wanted to build his very own casino next to the convention center in Las Vegas. His plans were humongous, a thousand room hotel with never before seen comfort and the largest swimming pool in the US. He bought the 65 acres of land next to the convention center and tried to get the money he needed for the project. $65 million the hotel would cost in the end, and he scrapped out half of it through personal resources, loans, and investors. He knew that the money he had at that time would only be enough for half the construction costs, but figured he would somehow organize the money along the way. One problem emerged, a big problem, sort of a nemesis to Kay, totally different in character, but quite similar in career paths and accomplishments. Aviation and hotel mogul Howard Hughes, played so well by Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie The Aviator. Kay is just a small fish compared to one of the richest men in America. A small hill compared to a gigantic mountain, like Kay himself would later say. Hughes thinks of Las Vegas of a jungle, and was quoted saying that a jungle is too small for two tigers. So he didn't want Kay fulfilling his huge hotel project in Las Vegas, and thus outshining him. But all kinds of intrigues and bang entanglements later, Kay succeeds and gets his hotel. In the end, the reclusive Hughes can't stop Kay from fulfilling his biggest hotel, the biggest in Nevada, with 1,000 rooms 
the biggest gambling hall in Las Vegas and the biggest pool in the United States. The year is 1968. The International is ready to open its doors to the public. The opening night is a star-starting success, with actors, singers, and all sorts of glamorous people attending. Barbara Streisand, the opening act of the evening, stays another month to perform each night to ring in the new casino era in Las Vegas. The act that follows her is even bigger. The king himself, Elvis Presley, beats all records and plays two shows a night for four weeks straight, earning $100,000 a week. Kay's hotel manager even gets him to sign a five-year contract worth $5 million. Elvis will play two shows a night, two months every year for the next five years. Hence the reason why to this day you will find so many Elvis Presley imitators in Las Vegas. At the same time all the business with the International Casino is going on, Kay manages to become a 50% shareholder in Western Airlines, one of the biggest airlines on the West Coast. With the profits of the airline and his hotel, Kay easily can pay back the $50 million in loan he took up for the casino, and his personal wealth is now the status of a multimillionaire. But Kay's ambitions don't stop here, they never stop. He is not greedy or obsessed, he just loves the thrills of making deals and knows that standing still in this day and age means financial bankruptcy two years later. He is now a nationally known high roller and intends to keep it that way. One day in a restaurant, when Kay is eating out with his wife, he is served by a waiter who is also Armenian and also a former boxer. His name? Manny Agassi. The two immediately bond and form a great friendship. Manny will later name his son Andre K. Agassi, his son's second name, a tribute to their great friendship. <laughs> 